And now, Overdrive Radio shifts gears to entrepreneurs in overdrive as we speak to entrepreneurs and visionaries. Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Entrepreneurs in Overdrive. This is your host, Mike, and in the studio with me, in case you just joined us, we have my co-host, Taryn. Hi, everyone. And our producer, Eric, which he's nodding his head. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so um, today we are actually, um, we're going to tackle a very, um, I don't know, this subject, you know, I think... A lot of, I think it's one of those things that a lot of Americans really had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. And it kind of crept up on everybody. I know it did for me. I mean, uh, you know, the first time I ever hear about it was uh, when the president talked about it. Um, anyways, uh, it is definitely a pleasure and an honor to introduce our uh, guest today. Our guest today is Andre Bailey. Andre is the CEO and founder of Change Everything and Project Opioid and Lead Homelessness. Hello, Andre. How you doing, buddy? Thanks for having me on today. Oh, you're welcome. It's our pleasure. Um, Thank you so much for being with us today, Andre. Um, So, uh, Andre, believe it or not, I mean, you know, you're a great speaker. I've I've listened to a few videos and stuff, and and I've... uh, um, you know, uh, looked at some of your messages, it, phenomenal stuff. It, you know, uh, we really are uh, lucky to have you here today. Um, can you give us a little background about yourself, uh, Andre? Yeah, I, I love hearing um, someone like yourself and, and your team there that you're talking to folks about being an entrepreneur. You know, that that's such an important part of our community and, uh, and our society. I am a social entrepreneur. You yes. know, I, uh, I'm a I'm a wannabe Elon Musk on social issues. I want to bring change. I want to bring change um, to issues that matter that that often get uh, overlooked, and not overlooked because we're not uh, passionate about them. You know, issues. I've I've worked on issues like poverty and homelessness. Now, the mental health and and overdose crisis through Project Opioid. We'll talk about that today. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that uh, leaders, the kind of leaders that listen to your show, the kind of business. folks that listen to your show, others in the community that, that listen in, I don't think that often they gravitate more towards making money and being an entrepreneur just in a business sense um, because they don't care. I think it just seems in our society so hard to get your hands around how to like really make a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like we can have these like peripheral conversations where yeah. you're like, oh, I'm going to go run the 5K or volunteer two hours at the food bank. Yeah. These are all really nice things. But at the end of the day, what I want to do with my life is figure out how to not only work on some of these issues that matter, but figure out how to get folks like yourself a blueprint to how you can do well in America, make money, and make change. Because we're the wealthiest country in the history of the world. You don't have to pick between Absolutely. those two. So that's what change everything's all about. And so I love talking to folks like you about that. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, but but going back to, to, the, to the opioid uh, crisis which by the way you know to comment uh, this this idea just popped in my head to comment on on what you just said it's so true because i remember um a long time ago one of my one of my mentors said to me um 
you want to get rich for whatever reasons you want to get rich, you know, all of us youngs and, you know, full of dreams and stuff. And I was 18, 19, I think at the time you want to get rich. Yes. Great. Um, you want to get rich for what reason? And I said, well, you know, for whatever reason it was. And he said, um, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to let you on a little secret. And I'm like, what's that? He says, you know, you know that a good rich person is probably can help more than a great poor person. And I said, well, how's that? He said, well, a good rich person can probably bring 20 great poor people to help him help in this message or in whatever. And I said, hmm, okay, well, that's an interesting way of looking at it. But yeah, no, I see the point. Money, if, if, if applied and used in the right thing, can be a very effective tool. So no, I agree with you 1,000%. And, and then if you we're going to talk about the opioid crisis right now, but if you really want to talk about uh, rich and poor and, yeah. you know, in the context of, you know, one of your listeners out there thinking to themselves, well, I can't make a change on, and, and, you know, yeah. homelessness, poverty, yeah. you know, whatever it might be, the environment, what, whatever they're passionate about, because I'm not rich. You know, I'm I'm, quote, more in that poor um, a category that you're talking about. Well, I, I would question that. I mean, yes. think about in the middle class in our country, the working folks in our community, um, in our state, in our country, have access to what the poorer folks in other countries or in other societies, other times, you know, you could get on the internet right now if you're just a middle class guy and mm -hmm. talk to the whole world on, on Twitter, yeah. on mm -hmm. Instagram. You can... You know, you're one. How did you get a hold of me? You just exactly. hit me up in some weird technological platform we yep. invented out of the sky <laughs> a few years ago. Exactly. And, and, like you're, we're just all so connected. Yes. To powerful tools mm -hmm. and, and parts of our society that I think the real question is more an issue of of people getting clarity in their own life about what what they're passionate about. And for me, uh, you know, I'm 44 years old when I was. When I was a young man, you know, I, I kind of mm -hmm. got this, you know, this idea in my head that, you know, if I'm going to live a life that's fulfilled, yeah. I've got to find this balance between success and significance. And so Project Opioid, what, what we're doing there is working with leaders in Central Florida, in Florida and beyond to try to tackle this opioid epidemic, yeah. which is one of those crazy parts of American society. You know, just a few stats for those that maybe have been hiding under a rock and are unfamiliar with the opioid epidemic, but we were seeing in 2019, 2018, mm -hmm. even before the pandemic hit, yeah. over 47,000 people dying a year exactly. of overdose on opioids, it's a huge 130 number. people a day. Yes, correct. Um, in Central Florida, here's a, here's a stat that will blow your mind. The number 68,000, 68,000 can be applied to two groups of people in Central Florida. One, mm -hmm. it's the amount of college students that currently are enrolled in the University of Central Florida, 68,000. And 68,000 is also the number of Central Floridians who have a physical addiction or are physically dependent to opioids. 68,000. That that is actually wow. That's wow of a number. But you know, and and you know, I was kind of like 
before on, on Saturdays, I usually like to wake up real early and I never really sleep or get into deep sleep because I, I think about the episode, uh, the episode so much and about the problem or the issue that we're tackling for the day. And, and, and last night was no different. And this morning was no different. And, and I'm going to tell you, it, one of, one of the things that kept popping in my head is all these statistics and numbers are of the ones that we know of. What about the ones yep. that are hidden that are going to that street dealer that you and I don't know about that have not been, yeah, there's, you know, that have not been tracked yet. Yeah. You're right on that, that the opioid drugs are everywhere in our society. And it's, and the story of the opioid crisis is one of those uh, movie-like uh, narratives where, yeah. and, and so many of your listeners, you guys know this, but I'll re- repeat it for maybe that one person out there that hasn't, you know, 20 years ago, we decided to uh, 20 years ish ago, we decided that we would take opioids and, and make them um, really widely available around yeah. uh, around America through some of these pharmaceutical companies said, wow, we can we can put out these opioids in the form of Oxycontin or, or other yeah. other uh, drugs. And they are incredibly addictive, very profitable. And they they didn't tell the American public the dangers of these drugs. And so you it, 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 you know, we have epidemics of drugs. We've had them in our country before, mm-hmm. you know, the cocaine epidemic, yes. the crack yes. epi- epidemic. Yes. But this is the first epidemic where doctors and pharmacies <laughs> are the and drug companies yes. are, are drove it, yes. drove it forward. And, yeah. and so that's a pretty um, popular narrative that people know about. And there's a truth to it. I would say, though, when you look at the opioid mm-hmm. epidemic in 2020, yeah. we're, we're actually seeing a different story emerge. And that story is one that needs to be talked about. And that is, of course, there's so many people using opioids in our society yeah. that really probably should have never gotten gotten their hands on them. You know, but now what we're seeing. Can I stop you one second? Let me just second. say this. Go ahead. You can. You sure can. It's your show. No, 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 no. The reason why I want to stop you is I want to give you an example of what you were saying back then. Um, and I'm glad that we're starting to do something about it. I... Um, I think in the 90s, maybe, yeah, maybe uh, in the 2000, early 2000s, um, I hurt my back. I went to my doctor. She said, take these. And I'm like, what do these do? You won't feel the pain. I'm like, but doesn't fix the problem. Ah, it's probably muscular. I'm like, doctor, what is the problem with my back? She said, probably muscular. Take those. You'll be better in no time. I'm like, hmm, okay. So I took one, slept for 16 hours, figured, uh, no thank you, that's not what I wanna do. Went back to her two days later. Mike, I told you, take these, it'll get better. You know what, here, let me add a muscle relaxant to, to Maybe it'll relax me, I guess. So um, I, I said, no, but that's not resolving the issue. At least take an x-ray. And she looked at me and she said, there's no need. I don't, you know, I don't think you threw a disc because of this test that she did where she lifts up my leg. Okay, great, wonderful. Now what? Um, ah, muscle, it'll go away. Just relax for a few days, stay home for a few days. Well, a month later, nothing changed. So I talked to a few friends of mine and, and one of them said, hey, what's wrong with uh, uh, Chinese medicine? So I figured, well, I don't really like needles, but you know what? I'll put up with anything right now for the to get rid of this pain. 
when I went to the Chinese um, doctor, the guy said, you have a torn ligament. I'm like, excuse me? He said, yeah, right there, look. He touched it and I screamed. It, it, that was, I believe, I don't want to generalize, but I believe that was in that era. That was, I think, what probably started this opioid crisis uh, is of, you know, here's a couple of pills go away. It's a quick fix. You know? So I don't know. What do you think? I think we love quick fixes in American society. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think it's very fair to blame a lot of these drug companies for the amount of opioids that have been just poured into our, our society yeah. uh, by the bi- billions and billions and billions of pills just in communities across America and in, in Central Florida and beyond. But I would say this to you, that, um, you know, the American art society, you know, we as, um, as folks out there looking for that quick fix, you know, we are, we major in looking for short-term answers that bring short-term comfort and long-term hurt us. And so, <laughs> the microwave you know, mentality, that is, right? Yeah, that's no, true. No, we, we do. We, we yeah. you know, we want, look, look at, I don't mean to pivot over a second to co- to COVID, yeah. but, you know, I saw in the president, the vice presidential debate yeah. um, a, a couple of weeks ago, whenever it was, time just flying by now, there's a question <laughs> posed yeah. to, to the, the, the vice president. By the way, whoever you vote for, yeah. or are going to vote for, just, I could give, a crap about that. Just yeah. so, so anyone listening out no, there no, no, I'm about I know, to make yeah, a yeah, political yeah. point, yeah, I no. could care less who you vote for. Yeah. And, and, and so let me just put that out there, but I would just Good. say <laughs> there was a question. Yeah. I could care less. Politics yeah. is not going to be your, I promise you the bag of problems you have on November the 2nd is going to be the same. And on November no, 3rd, whoever exactly. wins that election. Yeah. So, so, but they asked vice president Pence, a, a question and he struggled to give the answer because you're not allowed to give the real answer. And the question was this, why is it that those that catch COVID in America mm-hmm. seem to die more than those that catch COVID in these other four industrialized countries? And sure. he dodged the question because he couldn't give the real answer. And here's yes. the real answer. The real answer mm-hmm. is that we get COVID and die in higher numbers because we're all fat and lazy Thank and you. don't exercise yeah. And our smoke cigarettes and our we're in terrible health, yeah. terrible in this country. We're in the worst health we've ever been in. Um, you still ought to say fat. Is that a thing or is that? Yeah, no, no, you're good. You're good. All right. You know, it, I, I don't want to get I don't want to get canceled on your program. No, no. Say, <laughs> you're fine. No, but you're I fine. would I would say the truth of the matter is it, it, it's part of our culture and not a good part mm. where we're reaching out in every area of our life. To someone who's going to give us that quick fix, yes, you know, um, you know, we're not looking at we look at the short term solution and not Correct. what we might have to sacrifice short term to have our life better, our society Correct. better in the long term. And opioids were perfect for, for that. that culture because Absolutely. your back hurts, you know, you, you've got these other health conditions, or or my friend, you just don't feel good mentally. Yeah, this is something that opioid addicts will tell you or drug addicts in general who take these types of drugs. Because, by the way, we've been taking opioids since like the beginning of time. The Mayans had opioids. Oh, they found they found they found opioids in King Tut's tomb. Yeah. uh, The the opium poppy. Yep. Because opioids have this incredible power to make your body and your mind feel good because they trick your brain that yeah. that dope those dopamine receptors in your brain exactly and so many times in our society we're looking 
um, whether it's physical or what we're seeing now, especially in COVID-19, where this, uh, where the amount of people taking these drugs or struggling um, with overdoses is skyrocketing yes. right now, up over 50% since March. You know, People are hurting. They don't know where to turn, and these yeah. drugs seem like a great short-term option. I'm glad you brought up COVID-19. we got to take a break, but when we come back, uh, it, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it only stands to logic that this thing, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm shuddering to see the, the, the repercussions of it next year when the numbers start to come out. Join us after the break. Entrepreneurs and Overdrive, driven by Universal Tire and Auto. Unfiltered, unafraid, Florida Man Radio. Hello and welcome back to Entrepreneurs in Overdrive. This is your host, Mike, and this segment is sponsored by Feeding the Children Everywhere. Yes, if you go to fullcart.org forward backslash overdrive. Ah, Backslash, backslash, backslash. (laughs) Fullcart.org backslash overdrive. We, when you go to that site, you are able to donate uh, $40. We'll feed a family of four for 10 days. They receive it in very discreet packaging to their home. It's quality food. If you're able to donate more money, even better. You can feed more people. Um, one of the great- $40 feeds a family of four for 10 days. Yeah. And if you go to fullcart.org, you can actually um, uh, apply if you need help or designate- Without the overdrive, without the backslash overdrive, you can actually designate it to, um, I want it to go to XYZ family, uh, here's their address, and make an anonymous donation, etc. So it, it's it's a great thing. Please get behind it. Um, again, $40 in what's going on nowadays uh, feeds a family of four for 10 days. All right. Back to our guest, Andre. So, Andre, to sum up before before the break, um, are you with us, Andre? I am. Okay. Where would awesome. I go? <laughs> it's Saturday in lockdown, man. Where, I know, man. Go? Can you believe that? Uh, the the uh, producer was just talking to me about it. He says because he 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 was supposed to go to the game. He says they canceled the game. I'm like, oh man. Anyways, so, and then you can go, and then everybody shames you for going. So it's like this <laughs> impossible choice, you know. I know, I know. <laughs> so um, anyhow, uh, so I agree with you. Microwave mentality all all the way. Um, everything fast, quick fixes, whatever. Let's leave 2020 out for one second. Um, Again, huge numbers, and I think they're even worse than what people are talking about. And it only was brought out into the open only a few years back. There's the Act of 17 and then the Act of, or no, is it the Act of 18 and then the Act of 19. Terrible. I think I think it should have been handled earlier. But what do you think? What does Andre think the fix is for this? Well, well, certainly Project Opioid, of which I'm the founder, you know, we believe that, you know, leaders need to come together and, and just look at some of the bigger solutions. Um, one of those for opioids would be uh, just having a conversation like this where we start breaking through the stigma uh, if, around people who are struggling. If, if 68,000 people just in Central Florida are struggling with opioids, yeah. that means many of your listeners are secretly, privately struggling with these drugs or some combination of, of drugs like them. Absolutely. And just starting with the conversation, um, Mike, that says this, 
I'm not sure how you started using opioids if you're out there right now, but I am sure of this. When you start taking them consistently, it is virtually impossible to get off them without some kind of medical help. Did you know that uh, there are stats out there that say if you take opioids for just one week for whatever reason, opioids from your doctor, that you have a 7% chance in one week of becoming addicted long-term, like one out of 10, basically, of of folks who are going to their doctor and taking these drugs. So the first thing we want to say at Project Opioid is if you're struggling with these drugs, we have to get it out of this, this like morality volleyball game we're playing where it's like, oh, that person is struggling with opioids. Uh, they just need to make better moral choices. They're, they're just, you know, I'm a strong person who would never struggle with drugs. But Sally and Bob over there, they're struggling with opioids. They must be wanting to do those drugs. That's what it really is. I'll tell you this. If you've never... Uh, kind of studied into how opioids impact the brain. I don't want to bore people with, with the medical side of this. I just would say if you start taking them, they embed themselves into the brain's internal reward system in a way wow. that over time makes it virtually impossible for most people to get off them without help. But there is help. There are, there yeah. are medications you can yeah. take that can help you wean off these drugs and then I, I would be remiss to not say this, my friend. There are so many people who also can't get off these drugs because they are struggling with mental health issues, yeah. something else we don't like talking about in our society, yeah. but they're struggling with anxiety, depression. Yeah. Um, what we're seeing now is folks who have been kind of traumatized by everything that's happened in 2020 with COVID. That mental anguish makes it so much harder to get off these drugs. But there's ways that we can get help for both of those if we start with being able to talk about it. But we struggle to do that. You know, uh, it's funny you should say this. Um, I received, when when we put out the advertising on LinkedIn, um, you know, uh, I received a message from uh, Warren Lee Cox, who's a motivational speaker, advocate for change uh, for addiction. Uh, his message was, and I asked his permission to, to put it on the show, um, as an opiate addict for over 20 years, I would love to be part of something like this, like the, um, you know, the Project Opioid. Um, addicts are not being heard. What Exactly what you're just talking about. Listen to it. Addicts are not being heard. They feel judged. They do not trust authority of any kind, and most of them are awesome people that are desperate to get clean. I have been where they are, and we can make a huge impact if done correctly. Yeah, I, I, uh, I love that statement because, you know, he's, he's really encapsulated so much of what the opioid crisis is, and exactly. that is that, you know, it's just so easy to judge someone. You know, yeah. we... we the, and I always tell people the two most powerful forces that have shaped our community and shaped America uh, for, for, for hundreds of years are capitalism, our desire to make money, mm-hmm. and religion. You know, uh, what was mostly, you know, Protestant, Judeo-Christian, Jewish, Catholic, mm-hmm. whatever you might want to call it. You know, yep. those were really, you know, 2020, you know, things are changing. But in, in, for the last few hundred years, those are what drove us as a society. And so the idea... Those, those are both good things, but what happens is everything has, has a flip side where it can go the wrong way for, for you. And 
I would tell you, as someone who has a background in religion, you know, I have a master's yeah. degree in divinity. Um, yeah, I saw a seminary. I would, I, I would, um, right? Yeah. <laughs> I have a master's degree in divinity. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm a lifelong Floridian. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a lifelong Republican. Are you still allowed to say that and get away with it? Uh, yeah. I'm a lifelong Republican. <laughs> On this station, um, yes. And I, have a, I'm a ma- I have a master's degree in divinity, which means... You can't out conservative me, okay? Like <laughs> I, 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 I got the chops, but I'll yeah. tell you this: when it comes to those of us in religious circles or conservatives, you know, of which I would align. That's why I preface this: we sometimes are the worst yeah. at yeah. judging people yes. when yes. they fall down, yes. when they have trouble. Yes. You know, we love to just moralize people's yeah. problems yeah. instead of sometimes and, and the funny thing is we do that while we ourselves have these private problems that of we course. don't tell anybody about right <laughs> yeah you exactly know? but 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 what warren was saying there is though it's very easy to just make a judgment of someone yeah. and but 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 with opioids with opioids i'll just go back to opioids yeah these are drugs that are so Addictive. powerful yeah. on their own and addicting yeah. in a way that's hard to comprehend if you've never interacted with them. Yeah. The best thing someone can do, I would tell you, is do their best to not um, take opioids. But if, if you wind up down a road where you're taking them, my friend, it's not so simple as just stop. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. at Project Opioids. One of the things we we're trying to do is educate yeah. leaders on how to just break that stigma. And then if someone's struggling, how can they reach out to get help and then get a loving, grace build, um, you know, community response, because when you, when someone's struggling and then you just kind of, you know, react to them negatively or with judgment, that doesn't help anybody. Yeah. You know, I agree with you 1000%. And I agree that unfortunately, the more conservative you are, uh, this is one of our d- downfalls. I've always been a, uh, me personally. Um, I've always been a conservative. Now, not not a, well in politics. I've changed recently um, from out of conservatism into being an American. Whatever's good for the country, I'm going to vote for. <laughs> that's it. Period. Then the story. Yeah, well, I'm not going to follow. That's probably a good thing. It, what's that? That's so, probably a good thing. Yeah, no I, what. I don't care who it is. I don't care why. Whatever. If if they stand for 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 something good in the in for the country. I'm going to go for it, um, not just restrict myself, because unfortunately, as conservatives, we've had a few good blows by previous leaders that, you know, kind of let us down a little bit. But anyways, um, neither here nor there. But uh, the problem with us, uh, I mean, personally, with people that have that base their stuff based on religious based uh, on uh, religious beliefs, based on moral values, etc. We tend to jump so quickly, prejudge everybody and vice versa, by the way. Um, it, you know, and we are guilty of it. Uh, I believe if you ask me, and I think this all ties in together, and I think what really helped expose it, and we'll f- see the numbers next year, is the, the COVID. And that's the reason why I kept saying, let's leave the COVID out for a second. Um, because I do believe what you said a second ago, there is a lot of underlying mental issues that are escaping us as a society, and we're not catching them for some reason, and the people are resorting to opioids to help resolve these issues when they're not resolving them. Yeah, that's right on. I don't know if you guys heard this stat. I could throw a thousand at you, but I don't want to bore you, but let me throw one I think that is jarring. Uh, The CDC put out a stat a few weeks ago that said 
if you're 25 years old or younger right yeah. now in America, yeah. one out of four of those who are 25 years old and younger mm-hmm. have contemplated suicide since March. Wow. One in four. One, one in, four? in four? One in four. Holy 25% mackerel. of of Americans 25 years old and younger have contemplated suicide since COVID, the, the COVID outbreak began in March. <sighs> and so, I mean, we were struggling. This is really the great paradox of the opioid crisis, yeah. which is this. Before COVID in 2019, mm-hmm. we were supposedly, and there's a truth to it, but I'll just say supposedly for, for the conversation, we were living in the greatest America, you know, economically, especially that yeah. we've ever seen. 2019, Correct. low unemployment, the economy is booming. But even in that environment, 2019, mm-hmm. before COVID, you were seeing mental health issues, anxiety, anxiety depression, suicidality alcohol abuse, opioid abuse at record numbers, right? Yeah. Like, so what we, what we were seeing there is yeah. money by itself um, wasn't helping all of it's us not feel enough. good. No. And, and we were turning to substances yeah. in record numbers. Yeah. Now COVID has hit, and I think what we're going to see now, if we're not careful, is just this tsunami yeah. of mental health overdoses. But it might be... It might be, my friends, an opportunity to finally have an honest discussion as a society about how we feel mentally, how we feel emotionally, spiritually. My good friend David Swanson, pastor of First Presbyterian Church, would say to you, we have an existential crisis. I don't know what that means. I don't know how to spell it. But, but, But what I think he's trying to say there is we're at a place, and especially now in 2020, where we have an opioid crisis. We have all kinds of uh, substances that, that are killing us. We have a mental health crisis. COVID, we know, is fueling that. But it might be a moment where we've got to stop and say, who are we as a people? Who am I as an individual? Who yeah. are you? What's, what do we value? What's important? What makes our life have meaning and fulfillment? And what makes our society have meaning and fulfillment? Yeah. And if we don't anchor ourselves in those things, these drugs, man, they're always going to be more powerful. These drugs are powerful enough when we have, if we don't realize that we have broken psyches, broken emotions, yep. et cetera. That might sound preachy, but I'm telling nah. you, if we don't address the elephant in the room that so many of us, so many of your listeners right now yeah. are miserable. They're out there, they're miserable, they're yeah. sad, they're depressed, they've got anxiety, they're worried about their jobs, they're worried about their families, and they don't know ultimately where their life gives them meaning or not, you know, existential, as David would say then these drugs and that environment yeah. become so powerful. You know, uh, you know, n- not, not to sound like a cliche um, or, or sound, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the issue is, well, I believe the solution is very simple. If you were to ask me, as, as Mike, I would say to you, the, ish, the, the, the solution is simple. And the problem, I, I didn't say it's easy, I said it's simple. Because if you recognize the issue, and I believe on your website, projectopioid.org, um, it, I think we need to probably need to take a break and then come back and go through this um, uh, graph that you have. Uh, if, you know, you need to honestly sit, you know, I'm talking to the listeners, you need to honestly sit with yourself and say, you know, do I, where am I? I mean, if you have an issue, of course, where am I in this? Um, what part of, uh, of, uh, 
of this graph or, or these steps am I in? And how do I get from point A to point B? Point B being clean, clear, back to my life, or uh, gotten the mental help that I need or gotten whatever I needed so we're not, um, you know, we're not kind of running, we're not being that little, uh, uh, you know, hamster on the wheel, running and running and running and running, not accomplishing anything. So let's take a break. Um, and uh, my friend, I want you to think of, of this and, uh, you know, as, as we come back and walk our listeners through it and, and see how we can help them and, and all of the good contact information and resources that they have available to them. So hopefully we can prove to them that it's a simple fix. They just need to, it, it just needs a little bit of work. So join us after the break. Entrepreneurs in Overdrive, driven by Universal Tire and Auto. Unfiltered, unafraid, Florida Man Radio. Hello and welcome back to Entrepreneurs in Overdrive. Entrepreneurs in Overdrive is brought to you by Universal Tire and Auto, where all changes start for $19. All right. With us uh, on the phone is uh, Andre Bailey, the CEO and founder of Project Opioid. Um, on, uh, it's funny, Taryn asked me in the, during the uh, break, she said, does he know what you're talking about? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. No. All right. So on your website, uh, the... Um, um, let's see, uh, why did it go into this one? Uh, .org, what is it? Uh, projectopioid.org. Um, projectopioid.org, yep. Yeah. Um, it talks about the state of the opioid crisis and how, uh, your organization can help. Um, and I see this nalox, naloxone. I've heard so much about naloxone. Would you care to kind of tie everything all together for us, please? Sure, sure. Naloxone, as or Narcan, as it's commonly known, yeah. um, is really a wonder drug uh, that was created um, uh, or created years ago. But uh, they've figured out a way to put it in this aerosol form, known as Narcan, mm -hmm. uh, and it's saving lives uh, by the thousands here in our community, and probably by the hundreds of thousands around America. Oh wow! Uh, long story, yeah. Long story short, if you're overdosing, uh, you know what happens? You take uh, and you take too much uh, of an opioid, and and we don't have time to get into this, but that's so easy to do now. What a lot of people don't understand out there who are listening yeah. is it's not really the traditional Oxycontin that's killing people now, although that does happen. What's killing people are these synthetic um, opioids that are coming from China. I know I know that uh, as soon as I say <sighs> that, again. Ah, you know, China that, again. China, it's coming from China. It's yes. Trump. He's talking. <laughs> no, no, this is a, this is real. Yeah. China um, created and these synthetic opioids, yeah. one of which is called fentanyl. There's another called carfentanyl yeah. uh, that are hundreds, if not thousands at times, more lethal or potent than <sighs> traditional opioids. Yeah. So, so somewhat what happens is these, are, these carfentanyl or fentanyl is coming into America illegally, and they're making uh, new kind of pill concoctions with them that you take one of these pills, and it's so powerful you actually stop breathing immediately. When you die of an overdose of opioids, what's so terrible about it is yeah. it actually slows your your breathing down to a place where you just stop breathing. What wow. Narcan does, yeah. Narcan counteracts that yeah. and brings you back to life. 
um, kind of like the, this is a terrible example, but it's one that your viewers will, will probably remember, yeah. you know, kind of like in Pulp Fiction where oh, Uma yeah, Thurman yeah, yeah, yeah. had overdosed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, a, that was adrenaline, but mm. the same idea, like, mm. you know, get that person's heart yeah. started again. Jolted, Narcan yes. does yeah. that. Narcan does that, except it does it through a chemical process in the receptors of the brain. So we encourage everyone out there to get their hands on Narcan. They can go to Mm projectopioid.org, projectopioid.org, and uh, we will connect them to Narcan for free. Um, You know, I was listening to, I'll quickly give you a story. I was listening to yesterday, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, the famous actor who plays Joker uh, in Todd Phillips' um, uh, Academy Award winning movie. He talked about when his brother River Phoenix died. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember that years ago. He was in L.A. They were yeah. at the Viper Room, Johnny Depp's Viper Room. Yeah, and uh, River Phoenix struggled with drugs, struggled with heroin. He took a bad batch and over uh, he overconsumed heroin that night. Wow. Walked out of the Viper Room, fell on the sidewalk in L.A. and mm. and and overdosed, stopped breathing, and died. If someone had Narcan then, if law enforcement had Narcan, they could have given that to him, Joaquin or any member of of that bar who had it could have given it to him and brought him back to life. Um, And and River Phoenix is just one example of of so many, hundreds of thousands. Uh, Someone in that particular situation, it doesn't solve their drug addiction. It doesn't make it to where they're not struggling with opioids. But as 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 some of my friends would tell you who work with those who struggle with these drugs, dead people don't recover. Exactly. For someone out there who says, oh, aren't we enabling people by giving them something like Narcan? (laughs) Well, yeah, you're enabling them to be alive. Exactly. So that that maybe they can get help. Not to go into that grave. (laughs) Narcan, no, Narcan's so important because it's keeping a lot of people alive. Then there's other FDA-approved drugs. Um, there's a drug called buprenorphine. It sounds really, you know, medically boring, mm-hmm. but it's a synthetic opioid that's been created um, that can basically block someone's ability to get high in the way they were before on yeah. opioids. I'm dumbing this down. There's someone out there listening, yeah. typing you a fiery email saying, that's not exactly how it works. <laughs> yes, it is. That's how it works. Um, it, it, it's, it's a synthetic opioid made in a lab yeah. that basically stops someone from being able to get high on heroin the way they did before and keeps them from overdosing. So we have medications like Narcan. We have medications like buprenorphine as one example. The problem is that when people are struggling, we just tell them, say a prayer and try harder. We don't connect them to this help. Um, And And so that's that's what Project Opioids wanting to do. That's my next question. So a listener to us that's listening to us right now, saying, I am sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired of this. I don't want this anymore. I got two minutes. So, Andre, what do they do? I would just tell you, first of all, uh, it's it's a listener out there um, who's struggling, but it's also more than that. It's probably a listener who's got a family member who's struggling. Ah, um, and go. I would uh, that it's it's a wife who is hiding the fact that her husband or husband's hiding the fact that her wife is taking these drugs. And I would just say this, get Narcan first and foremost. We can get it to you for free at projectopioid.org. No one's going to know you have it. You know, we're not going to send this, uh, you know, your personal information to anyone, to the police. Like this is so, uh, you know, open and shut as far as you getting Narcan and having that in case someone you know 
could be struggling with an opioid, you can bring them back to life. It's being used everywhere. So get Narcan. Number two, I would say to you, you know, find a way, whatever way that is, to get that person into a position where there's a professional they can talk to. You know, telehealth now is available to where you can, you don't have to go to a clinic if you feel like, you know, uncomfortable. You can, you can get on the phone with eHome Counseling, you know, one of our partners, and, you know, for virtually nothing, you could talk to someone yeah. who could give you options if you're struggling with drugs. So my big get Narcan. And the second thing would be stop struggling in shame by yourself. Yeah. Um, that would be number two. The third thing I would say is if you're a business owner, if you're a pastor, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're someone who's not struggling with drugs, but you've got lots of people in your downline, you know, you could have a company and you employ 100 people or 500 people or 1,000 people. Yeah. Take it upon yourself to learn what's available and get it to your employees, whether it's through your HR program, your EAP program, or whether it's just through you talking to your employees or just your family about drugs. So many people are suffering in silence. We got to start talking about this, especially in light of COVID-19 and a 2021. I don't care who you're rooting for in this presidential election on November Third, November 4th, November 5th, we're still going to have a boatload of problems. Yes. Mental health yes. is one of them, and the opioid epidemic is something we're still going to have to deal with no matter who wins these elections. Again, after, uh, thank you so much, Andre. We really appreciate you. Time is actually, unfortunately, taking us by surprise, as always, uh, when it comes to a great speaker. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. If you have any issues, please check out Andre's um, website. Uh, projectopioid.org and have a great weekend everybody join us next week